Back to the Basics is a thought-provoking podcast that highlights and celebrates black culture, news, family, and community. With Jay Earl and 52 The Boss. Yes, sir. We are back once again with another episode of Black to the Basics, a.k.a. The People's Podcast. I am your host and one half, Mr. 52 The Balls, here with my mans. Boy, J. Irv, man, checking in. What's going on with it? Yes, sir. Another day. Another opportunity. Another dollar. Another chance to talk to the bike, man. What's popping with you, man? Man, listen, bro, it's, it's crazy out here in these streets, man. It's a lot of stuff that been going on. Uh, I'm fresh off a little mini vacation. Uh, you know, took the family. We went down to um, Disney World. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Did you, did you use the word mini and Disney World in the same sentence? Though? There's no mini in Disney. What are you talking about? No, no, like the <laughs> length of stay. The length of stay. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were, we were there for like four days. Uh, you know, nice resort. Uh, uh, shout out to my wife. She picked it out. I mean, it was phenomenal. So... Uh, the kids had a great time. I mean, we got rained on one day. Mm. Well, actually two days, but it really rained on us on Friday. But the part yeah, we went to was... Yeah, I imagine hats was whack and on shirts Friday. and nah. stuff like that. But I know people, have, when they go to uh, Disney, they get the matching outfits. and. So we did have the matching shirts on Saturday when we went to Magic Kingdom. It was, uh, you know, our Disney trip 2022 with our names on oh, them. Oh, uh, Wife designed them. And also, too, it's a great way for, you know, if the kids get loose, you know what I'm saying? We kind of, <laughs> hey, you look like me. You know what I'm saying? So we know what group you're a part of. So, um, yeah, man. And then it just, it really made me realize, like, you know, if you, you know, if your last name is Disney or, you know, soon to be Disney, <laughs> you're really set up for the rest of your life, you're man. Good. Because they, they bring in about $20 million a, a day, oh, yeah. you know, between all the parks. So I'm like... That's more than some people. Well, that's more than a lot of people make the entire lifespan. But that's what that's more than some athletes make. You know, a year. Like you know what I'm saying. So like making that every they, day. They do that every day, man. So yeah, shout out to 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 them. Man. It was a great experience, man. So my kids loved it. So I was good, man. What about you? Oh man, uh, I enjoyed the kids, man. Got to enjoy some some time going outside. Uh, some manual labor from them. You know, made them wash some cars out here understand the, the work ethic man so that was cool just kind of really showing them how it's supposed to be done uh of course all the little neighborhood kids was mad because like man you know i can wash your car for ten dollars i'm like nah i got some some other labor over here a little bit a little bit less on the price but yeah. uh yeah man we got to spend some quality time go outside even though it was, it was uh 200 degrees outside <laughs> yeah it was man bro listen I am, I know I'm like four or five shades darker than what I took my Apple Watch off. You know what I'm saying? When I got back to the, to the whole room, whatever, bro. Listen, <laughs> I'm talking about. I had like the I had the Michael Jackson skin tone under the watch and Wesley Snipes outside of the watch. It was crazy out there, joint, cuz. Yes, sir, man. Then you know we we got a lot going on with the. Uh, we just seen the versus battle this weekend. They also had uh, the, the BET Awards. What's your thoughts on the versus, joint, man? This was. I, we got something that I don't think that a lot of us knew was going to go down like this. So, um, you know, shout out to them, them young brothers. You know what I'm saying? I like to bring positivity <laughs> at all times. However, we're going to go ahead and add, uh, we're going to go ahead and add Amarion to the, um, how can I put this? Uh, yeah. The wall of, I don't even know how to explain. He, he got washed, bro. It wasn't even, 
He ain't get, get nothing. No, nah, dog. Like he got washed, bro. Like I mean, well, what they say was a clean sweep. Here's here's another thing too, man. Uh, and this thing that's crazy about these verses because you can tell who are really fans of music and right. not just you know uh, for the social media. Like Mario has been that guy for a very long time. He's right. had quality music for a long time, and people right. now oh going back and listen to his music, which is good for him. But I mean, I remember. Music. I remember the first single when it came out, okay? You know what I'm saying? I couldn't sing worth the lick, but that joint was, you know what I mean? It was all right. So, um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, and then Ray J, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was something made for the internet, boy, because, boy, they went in on my guy. I, I don't, you know, man, he was just having maybe an off day. Um, I wasn't him expecting, I know he had to sing the song because that's the, the song he's probably most known for, but, uh, is he got a lot of he's not that age when that song came out so no he's not but here's the thing your voice changes but once again it changes if you don't work it's just like working out okay or anything or any athlete any entertainer if you don't work at your craft you can lose it and i'm not saying he lost it because he's very intelligent brother he still makes a lot of money but that just just wasn't it and then you saw bobby valentino uh, all the rest of them try to, you know, they try to help him out. He got Sammy, upset. Uh, Sammy, Sammy felt a certain way, and and rightfully so. You know, to his point, he said, "Look, y'all, y'all should have never called me Lil Sammy. We would have been fine. We, we all men up here. We just doing our things. But now, when you get to the name calling and saying, look, you know, I'm a whole grown man. You ain't calling me Lil Sammy no more.' So he took no, that it's... personally, and he had to establish. Let me show y'all why I am who I am. So I, all I can say is so. My wife was watching it first, right? I was just downstairs, and I heard something, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, you know, it sounded like a ruckus. I'm like, yo, what's really popping? She's like, oh, this is the verses. I'm like, they really going in. And so I had to go back to watch it, because I didn't even, I only saw a part of the first half. And I was like, yo, they was really going in. This was, they was the openers. Like, that wasn't even an actual event. And then as I started to watch the the show, I'm like, all right, Marion, like, you're going to get a little bit better. And then it made me think, like, dang, have have they always thought, you know, if people have he has he fooled a lot of people and made them think that he could sing better than he could? Because it did, it wasn't evident in that versus that the no, vocals it, was it, there. And I'm like, so go ahead, obviously, this this, this was confronted for me. Did you, so? Did you see the drama after the fact, like with oh yeah, the rest of the member? Okay, so if you go back and watch the verses, and then go back to looking at the comments that his former, uh, I'm not calling backup dancers. His former group mates, um, mm-hmm. it it uh, it makes a lot of sense, man. Like you can you can see like yeah, I, I see that Jay Boog wrote a whole thesis about what yes. happened, and he gave the whole background, and then that kind of put a lot of pieces into place of like, okay, that makes a little more sense. Now we can <laughs> understand like, oh wow, it makes yeah, it, it makes it different. Hey, listen, man, I'm a fan of battle rap, and that was a three o body bag. Get him up out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, uh, Mario did his thing. He he represented Baltimore very well. He he let mm-hmm. it know like this is you know y'all planned and, and this is what really what I do. Just like I felt like kind of like how we felt when the locks was going. Like yo, this is what I really do. Like y'all talk about this and y'all do these little millennium tours and all that, but like this really what I do. And so he established <laughs> that very early on. So. The fact what he said, hey, look, man, I ain't want to be on your tour with trash. Right. <laughs> tour with trash. Like, yeah, but also on a, on a more positive note, man, because that was 
that was a spanking we watched. Okay, there was no fist yeah. thrown. Nobody got injured. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can go home. Yeah, yeah. And be with their family. So uh, I look at it like that because I don't know if I was a Marion, right? I don't know how well I could have held my composure on that stage on some of those moments. I'm gonna be honest with you. I might have lost. You like, I lost. I lost the fight. I ain't gonna lose the war. <laughs> I'm already losing. I gotta give people something else to talk. I gotta listen. I gotta divert the energy some way, somehow. Now I'm not saying I would. I might have. I could have nudged him off. It's anything to be the, the headline. He got to get his back somewhere. Yeah, he got washed. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Then they had the, the BET Award. I see the Diddy got the, the Lifetime Achievement Award for all, oh, he his, did. all his work. Uh, a lot of performances. Mariah Carey came out there. So somewhere, you know, Nick Cannon said she can't leave the house without spending 150000 So clearly so someone something. someone blew the bag to make sure she was there. So <laughs> right. shout out to that. I think they're trying to establish bringing back that a, everybody's watching it. Because, you know, remember when BT Wars was really popping, popping, they had the different guests, and you know, from when mm-hmm. Steve and said used to host it, and Monique, and they had a bunch of different things where people were like, you know, it was the hot event. Everybody's watching it, but they've been kind of getting away. So I think they're trying to do a better job to bring it back to that, you know, getting people to watch it. Because it's been a while since we've really had that, oh, man, you see the BT Awards? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I didn't get a chance to catch all of it. I've been watching clips. Like I said, I was, you know, uh, you know, out of town and driving for that. But, um, you know, shout out to uh, to Lotto or Big Lotto, whatever her name, you know, mm-hmm. however she, mm-hmm. whatever name she got. She's right from here, right, literally right around the corner. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, to see her growth and to bring Mariah Carey out on that was uh, was pretty dope. Uh, I saw the little Kim memes that was going around. I didn't get a chance to see what happened with her, um, but uh, they still doing my girl dirty. You feel me? Um Shout out to Diddy, you know, on his on his his award. Uh, I couldn't understand nothing Kanye was saying. If anybody has well, he a could translation, breathe, so you know, yeah, he had well, that. Um, it's Ye now. You, it's not Kanye. It's Ye officially. Hey, his mama calling his mama named Kanye. I'm calling Kanye. Okay, uh, I couldn't understand nothing he had. Uh, he said with them oversized boots he had. I, I just I know what was going on, man. I didn't know if it was raining indoors or what we supposed to do. Um, they blew a bag to get him there. That's all I was gonna say. I know they. So, yeah, he he definitely didn't get up there for cheap. And then I guess uh, Diddy's uh, with his girlfriend, or what do you? I, I'm not sure what you call. You know what what her status or title was, but she's in the crowd with the sign up for Diddy as getting his award, and he thanks oh, his ex. City girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he thanks his ex, and I'm like, um, what? yeah, I mean, I, they they got a, a their their own kind of like what's understood and got to be explained type relationship. So you know they 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 live a different not in the traditional system we're used to seeing, but you know we know that you know Diddy is like a serial I'm a, dater. Like I'm, that's what I'm, he a, does. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you right here <laughs> right now. I'm gonna keep it a whole stack. If my wife was to accept the award, right, and she get on stage and she thanks somebody. From her past on X, it's going down. She'll never win another award again. It's going, it's going down. Okay? Hey, man. He, he, he's all about love now, man. He's brother love. He's- I hear you. I hear you. But now, nah, listen, don't do not do that. Don't Not when I'm in the crowd. Don't do that. Let me be at home. For, let me watch it on TV. Don't have, then the camera was panning all. Right, nah, we ain't. It's like, I'm good. I ain't doing that. And then my man's had the, the cup of noodles. Uh, Ray J. You know, Ray J. So he was the star of the, the, the event for two nights. For the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, I saw Brandy came out with Jack Harlow. Um squashed their little, little little beef that she had with him. So, you know. 
But but here's where I'm confused, right? I, I know we you know been on this for a minute, but it's like it's the the BET Awards, right? You know, black mm-hmm. entertainment. You, you know, I was trying to figure out. So yeah, I mean, they I mean, had Eminem on there, so I mean, whoa, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> I mean, I know it's your boy, but M is different. Okay, we just gonna keep moving. Uh, <laughs> Matter of fact, he's the that. new M. <laughs> just scratch. No, he's not scratch. Delete. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. We're not about to do that. Okay, moving right along. Man. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you know we can't start no show without first talking to the people, and for that we got to have that talk to him fifty two. So, man, you heard me, you know, talk about, <clears throat> you know, being able to spend some time with the kids and just trying to just really pick their brain. And one of the things I want to implore or try to make sure I continue to do with my kids, and, and I encourage anyone with with kids, you know, as a parent, to talk to your kids, right? And what do you mean when I say talk to your kids? So when I say talk to your kids, like these kids are really going through a lot on a everyday, regular basis, like. They were out of school, you know, in school for two years. So they had to do virtual learning for it. Now, a lot of them are trying to get adjusted to that. We got a lot of school shootings that have happened. We have a lot of security measures going on as it relates to just safety. We have a lot of issues with teachers still not being paid their word for it and still having mm-hmm. to teach, not being able to get supplies and, you know, books and everything that they need for it. And all of that, man, this is a different world where a lot of kids have access to internet. This is an internet society, cyber bullying, and you got people seeing things before their time because you have access to internet. You have a lot of young kids that have phones and devices, so they get access to much more information than we were. And I know sometimes right. we look at our kids like, oh, they, they soft, or they always complained about this, but it's just a different world that they live in. But I think one of the things we have to do a better job as parents is making sure we just take that time and not really, you know, drill down and, and try to, you know, make a big deal about things. But just really sit and talk. How, how's everything going for you? How's school? You know, how are your friends? Because you'll find a lot of them are dealing with so many things that they have to deal with that are much more than we had to go through. Like, I mean, imagine Absolutely. Facebook being out when you know, you were in elementary school, like you in the sixth grade, fifth grade going and you, you know, I got to worry about Facebook and everything like Ain't that. No way. Right. You see, it's so much, you know, more things going on that I don't think we really consider as the generation, you know, they're a little bit older that we don't get the things that they have to go through. We're looking at it like, well, when I was, you know, your age, I was doing X, Y, Z. And we've heard that from our parents and grandparents, but times are really different. And much more things are being exposed at an earlier age, right? Mm-hmm. Certain things we didn't talk about, didn't know about until we got to middle school or high school. Now you got kids that are seven or eight, you know, learning about sex education and things like that from their friends or whatever. So there's so many things going on that I think we got to do a better job of just, hey, how you doing? How's your day? How's school? You know, how are your friends? How you like this? How you like your teacher? You know, is anybody being mean to you? Anybody being whatever? And that's something I've been trying to do more with my kids, just to try to, you know, kick it with them. How, how's everything going? I, I don't want anything. I'm not trying to, like, be your best friend or nothing. But just let me just sit and talk to you and see what's going on. And what I've been establishing with my you know, my children is understanding, like, okay, dad's going to be there to listen. And sometimes they just need a sounding board, you know, someone to hear them without having yep. to say, oh, Oh, you complain about this or, you know, y'all kids are soft. Y'all don't, 
Sometimes they just need somebody to just listen without any type of judgment. So I challenge you today, if you have children, whether they're young or adults, just sit and talk to them. Call them. How you doing? Most of them got phones now. Even the five-year-olds got phones now. A lot of them got phones. Right. So I, I encourage you to call them, you know, text them, send them a message. Hey, how you doing? I just want to see how everything is going. Not necessarily just one thing. But try to be that sounding board, right? Try try to be that that open door, that shoulder to lean on, you know, that voice of reason in a crazy world right now. You know, just tell them, hey, I love you. Just want to make sure everything's good and let you know that daddy's here, mommy's here for you. So that is my talk to him, 52. Talk to your kids, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but y'all already know what time it is. It's time. For the Players' Lounge. For all your sports and entertainment news. My man, J.R. What we got today, man? Yeah, man. So, uh, we're going to keep it real light uh, this time, man. I don't know if you saw in the news or I've been reading. You know, I've been following the uh, Brittany Griner situation very Mm -hmm. closely. Yeah. Um, they have announced that her, I guess, Russian trial is slated to start okay. uh, July 1st. Um, and if she hopefully, you know, they don't, you know, try to throw the book at her, their law is a little different, but she could be facing up to 10 years in a Russian Sheesh. prison. So, wow. So um, once again, I'm not, you know, uh, advocating for what she had and what she got caught with. However, um, she didn't really do anything. She didn't harm anybody, you know, whatever situation is. So for her to get, you know, potentially be looking at 10 years um, of her life locked in the Russian prison and nobody has done anything about it. uh, It's just, um, I just, it just makes me upset, man, because once again, we are, you know, we, we pick and choose for who and what we want to protect and Mm -hmm. preserve. Right. Right. Um, If we are supposed to live in the land of, you know, of the free or quality or however you want to spin it, you know what I'm saying? Here is someone uh, a professional athlete at that. I'm not saying she's a, on a higher pedestal. However, it goes back to what I'm saying. If it was somebody else, uh, whether it be like a LeBron or, you know, any any one of our male NBA players, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having this discussion. She would have been home already. You know, they would have been home already. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to keep people updated with that. So, you know, um, prayer works. Um, so, you know, prayer for, prayer for her and her, her family. Um, I can only imagine what, like I said, she's been going through. In that situation with the country still at war that nobody really talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why that is. So it's a very, very uh dangerous situation. So uh, once again, uh prayers out and shouts out to her. Hopefully that we her can family, go ahead yeah. and bring her home yeah. and her family. So and at the end of the day, you know, people have lives, they have families they have to protect and provide for, man. So at the end of the day, if it was somebody in your family, how would you feel? So always keep that in mind. So uh moving Right along to some more NBA news. I don't know if you caught it, but did you see the spat between uh, Draymond Green and Kendrick Perkins? Uh, I'm gonna start this. Are they first. going at it again? Have you heard about? It? No, so, I, yeah. I know before they had a joint. They go, they restarted the beef again. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Draymond Green was on his podcast, um, and he was basically as he you know talking about um, the media, old media, new media. He basically called he by name. He called Kendrick Perkins a moron and he was you know, trash as an NBA player, whatever the situation is. So uh, Kendrick Perkins goes to his IG or Instagram platform and he goes on a uh, 
a curse filled tirade <laughs> towards Draymond. Um, and at the end of the day, basically, he was like, hey, you know, you could talk about Kendrick Perkins, the, the NBA analyst, you know, my job, but it's Kendrick Perkins as a man. We're not about to do that. So, yeah, it's been, um, it was pretty, pretty crazy this morning, man. It was very entertaining to start off the day. Um, <laughs> once again, I hope those brothers can work through their, their differences, their situations, man. Um, because, like I said, violence is never the key, but it always tells hey, man, you, in order to get respect, you got to get respect. And you got to make sure you keep those lines. Man, you know, ain't nobody uh, doing that, man. They just talking. <laughs> but that, I don't know. It's funny to see that Draymond could get under the best of him. He 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 can provoke a response out of you. That's all I can say. And the response he provoked, oh boy. <laughs> it, I mean, um, if if uh, if ESPN still has Kendrick Perkins on their lineup after this, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty bad, man. Um, so then um, we just had the NBA draft. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of, you know, a lot of young talent just yeah. uh, was drafted into the league, man. So um, I'm just going to do, you know, me, I'm not biased, but I am biased. So we ended up picking up uh, Sharif O'Neal and Scottie Pippen uh, Jr. signed to the Lakers summer league team. Okay. So um, I thought it was cool to see, you know, two NBA legends see their, you know, their children, you know, get to hard to live uh, up to a, a level of profession. Um, and once again, they play nothing like their pops. I mean, you know, well, I know Sharif doesn't. I mean, because Shaq was a, a human mountain, pretty much. So, um, just to see, and not just them, just all the the talent and uh, people yeah. that got drafted. Um, a lot of lives will change, man. So, just you know, I want to end that on a positive note, man. So, if you're out there and you have aspirations to, you know, whether it be playing a sport, entertainment, whatever your dreams, we talk yes, about sir. all the time. Stay true, put the work in, don't care about what nobody else has to say because the proof is in the pudding and, you know, you can make things happen. So, you know, that's all I got. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out to them, man. Getting that check. Yeah, getting that bag. You know what I'm saying? So, Spend it wisely, young ones. Spend it wisely. Hey, yes. Get you an accountant. <laughs> learn about finances before you blow that money, okay? <laughs> Hey, man, today is special. You know, anytime we get on the mic, I always say it's special when we get to talk to our kinfolk. But, you know, Irv, man, you know, we really in a real live war. There's a real war going on. And I don't mean like in a sense where people are dying and there's violence, but there's a real live war, I feel like, going on between black men and black women. And it's this whole war that... It started off as something small, and now with the advancement of social media and technology, I feel like it's been amped up. And now it's to the point where it's like a line has been drawn in the sand. And it's like both sides are talking, but no one is really listening. Mm -hmm. And so today I just want to switch it up a little bit. And in today's topic, we're going to call that one, Talk to Me Nice. And so as we as we think about this, man, we know for for now, the new thing that we see and everyone talks about is, you know, protect black women. Right. We got T-shirts about it. We do rallies. Mm -hmm. Yo, protect black women. And everybody seems to be, you know, all about that. And for the most part, everyone, you know, pretend, pretends to be a part of it in some aspects of it. But then it, it makes you think, you know, what, what where does our part lay in? Right. You know, and I'm not saying we got to sit here and say, hey, protect black men, which we should be protected as well. But one thing that, that makes me always go, hmm, I was having a discussion 
And I was talking to, to one of my peoples, and I was just talking about, you know, like, guys and girls, how we process information, right? And you, you understand it, like, okay, yeah, we, we're different. You know, we heard the Venus and Mars thing. Like, we, we process information different. We look at things different. But one of the things that came up was that we always hear what women express what they want, but what is it that we want? You know, when it relates to black women, like, what do we need? Like, what do we want? What do we need as it relates to our women? Right. What do we need? So just to get right into it, man. So have you ever felt that you couldn't be upfront or honest within any relationship that could be past, present, future? Not for you because you're married, but just. Yeah, I mean, I can I mean, I can speak on it. Um, Yeah, I can I can talk about it within my 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 marriage if you know now mm-hmm. uh, and I've only been married once so I you know people you know, I was like, I was like, how many marriages you yeah. got <laughs> I've only been in one okay so it's not like you had about two that, or three I was like no 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 because that I'm listening to that was going to transition very well so no I've only, I, I, I am currently married I've only okay, been married there you go months, okay there we go um so the biggest thing for me is just you know the communication piece you know what i'm saying so i am a a, a cancer uh you know so uh, naturally people say that we're emotionally uh, or emotional you know what i'm saying for me i'm very passionate about things or mm-hmm. if something's bothering me i'm going to speak on it when right. people that don't understand that just says oh you're being weak or you know saying you're complaining and you're crying about a situation no like if something doesn't sit right i'm going to talk about it i'm going to right, speak right. about it like and you know me even in the work field like if something's not right i've always been like hey man i know you want me to run into that brick wall but that's gonna hurt i need to know why, why? i'm gonna run into that brick wall so so you do the, feel it, that you have been in with even within your marriage or whatever situation you're going to talk about you feel like you have been where you felt like i couldn't be upfront or in honest the, in the beginning yes because of prior situations like you know some okay. people think that you're being too vocal and mm. it's like, okay, well, you know, it's that's a problem. Men are not supposed to be vocal. Mm. We're not supposed to show emotion. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's how the world uh paints the black man. The only emotion that is accepted from the black man is anger. That's all you hear about. Mm. You never hear somebody say, Oh, there go that smiling black man again. <laughs> or you see what I'm saying? Or I could be laughing, having a good time. Nobody says, Oh man, they go they go smiling herb. The minute, you know what I'm saying, I, I might be thinking about something. Here he go. Angry. You see what I'm saying? So um, but and that just comes with time. I had to learn, you know, my wife and she had to learn me. So once I was able to, you know, open up and express these things without any judgment, it makes life so much easier. So it's like, man, I shouldn't have to compress how I'm feeling because I don't want somebody to say, oh, you being weak or you're, you know, whatever. So you, you felt that within your situation uh, specifically that you felt like you could be upfront or with that because you felt it was going to be like a judgment, you're saying? No, the fear of being oh, judged. Oh, fear of being judged. First, okay. Prior from prior situations. Oh, based on like, previous experiences. So, you see what I'm saying? So okay, I got I'm, I'm speaking as far as like you know before me and my wife yeah, was yeah. married, I was very reserved. It wouldn't say much because I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to say something cause an issue, whatever right, situations. Right. But I, I had to to learn her that hey, you know, this is you know like they say, it's a judgment free place. Like she want she she wanted somebody to be vocal versus somebody just sitting mm. around and bottled up all the time so once i right. realized that i'm not saying i always say what i you know what i want to say but you know no, i, I mean, know no if i does. had something i what i'm what, <laughs> i know if i had something to say i can go to my wife and i could. can talk to her about anything gotcha. and that's that's a great thing to have for because as a man I, we don't ask for much and to be able to have that 
It's a mm-hmm. plus. So I'll, you know. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, I can agree with you. I have been in, you know, situations, circumstances where I felt I couldn't be upfront or honest. Um, I don't think, I, and I think it may be kind of the same thing, right? Like you, you want to be honest in a situation, but you don't want your honesty to come off as you're trying to be reckless with how you're talking or like it yeah. seems rude or disrespectful. Like you want it to be like, this is how I feel, but I don't want you to take it. Like I'm saying like you're ugly. Like I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to take it like it's being rude or disrespectful. But yeah. then the the question is like, how, okay, well, how do I say that? So that's why I actually like, well, why do you feel that way? You said based on previous experience, I definitely yeah. feel like your, your past kind of presents how you're going to operate within your present. Right. Because mm-hmm. that dictates like, I know before when I said this, they was like, Oh man, you always got to say something. It's like, all right. So now you kind of, your baby stepping on, you know, what you should and shouldn't do. Like how, so it, I, it makes the situation worse. Right. So, so what was your, your outcome where you, you got that moment where it's like, ha, okay, now I can open that. Like, how did that establish? Because you said before going in, you was kind of like, ah, I don't want to, I'm going to tread lightly on this. How, how was that, that barrier broken where it was like, all right, cool. Now I have this where I can just express how I feel, be honest. Um, so I had a, so, Okay. So those that know me, I hold a lot of stuff in, man. So, you know, uh, and I can speak about this. I don't, I don't really mind. So um, me and my father's relationship, my, 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 bio, my biological father's relationship, right? We have a great relationship, man. I love my father to death, but Shout out, we had some, ta- we, we had some times where it was misunderstanding, miscommunication, and it really, like, it really bothered me, right? You know what I'm saying? He had no idea what I was feeling and vice versa. So um, I took a lot of anger from that and I, I, you know, I basically, you know, was letting it out mm-hmm. and, uh, I had never shared that. And, you know, she, my, you know, my wife, well, she wasn't my wife then, but she was like, look, man, you know, I don't know what you got going on or whatever situation, man, but like, like I'm here. You could talk to me. Let me know what's going on Oh wow! because clearly you're hurting about something and I want to help you as a man listening to that from someone you care about. I didn't really. I didn't, I've never had that. And like a genuine had that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want to be here. So was able to open up and talk about something, get some off my, my chest where that conversation actually helped me uh, reach out and, you know, have a better relationship right. with my father from a communication standpoint. So once that happened, I realized, like, Hey, look, man, I can be myself around her. I can, I can talk about things. I can show emotion and not be looked at as weak or, whatever situation. So that was my turning point for me. Like, Hey, I truly know that if something's going on, I could talk to my wife about it and there's not going to be any issues or it's not going to be like ramifications down the line. Well, right. you always doing that. You see what I'm saying? So no, I got um, you. that was, that was like the breaking point for me, man. And to come right. in a situation that uh, she had no knowledge of and was able mm-hmm. to kind of help me navigate through it. And yeah. once again, that conversation helped me, you know, uh, materialize my thoughts and what I want to say. And like I said, me and my father have a great relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could just use that as an example. What about yourself? I, I definitely think for me, I'm learning to understand that, you know, being around the right person or right people kind of helps to cultivate that relationship. Yes. Immediately when you talk about relationships, you know, being with the right person is significant. And we hear that all the time, but what does that really mean? And, you know, it's like, 
does somebody love me? Yes. Does they the right person for me? Probably not. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily right. just one aspect of it. So I would say for me, I was a person, I've had, you know, female friends that I would say that were close where I can, hey, you know, tell them about different things and have no no judgment or whatever. You have that friend. Never anyone I would say that I was dating to be that sounding board to be able to talk. And so now being married, it's like, how do you establish that? Right. Because, again, mm-hmm. you know, when you're married, you, you it's like your, your spouse is typically like your best friend. But I had to, you know, explain to my wife, like, yo, best friend is different than being my wife. Like, you know, when I need best friend mode, I don't need you to be judging me when I'm saying, yo, I was walking in the grocery store and I seen Keisha from when I was in the 12th grade and she was like, oh, I look good. Right. I need you to just, right. you know, kind of listen to that situation. So um, for me, I had to learn that being with the right person is important because and I could just be in any relationship. Right. Not even necessarily like dating wise like your homeboy yeah. right if your homeboy don't Family. have your yeah. best interest or even in your case like your dad or whatever your parents or whoever that individual doesn't have your best interest they don't want the best for you it may not be the person to kind of really be able to open up because they have no interest to make sure you're good right when someone says like i'm your friend and i got you like they mean that they want to see you do good and even in yeah. relationships if someone says like hey I just want you to be happy. If they genuinely mean that, they will want you to be happy whether it's with them or not. And it's it's rare that you can find that. So within my case, I was lucky to find, you know, my wife that was able to step in to say those things and actually mean that. So for yeah. me, I had to learn that, okay, let me kind of trust, let me try the process first. Because it's one thing to say, like, hey, I got you. Like if I say, yo, Er, you my brother, man, I got you. And then you tell me like, yo, man, my life is in shambles. And I'm like, ah, ah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, keep your yeah, head up. But, but you know what's crazy though, man? It's funny you mention that because I think I talked about it before. Yeah. Um, like people, like, and once again, and, pe- and these people know who they are. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I have a very small select group of friends that no matter what's going on. And here's the thing. This is how you know stuff is genuine. Like people call or text on a regular, not because they want something, you know what I'm saying? Or even even every now and then, hey man, how you doing? How's the wife? How's the kids? How's the family? Boom, all right, cool, we good, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've had situations I've gone through, I'm still going through where mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know what I've been through because um, I haven't talked about it, but I've had mm-hmm. a really group, a small group of people that have genuinely reached out and, hey, brother, like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you got going on, whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? I'm here, not because, you know, I, you know, went on the whole rant or whatever. Just know these are people that this is their daily routine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like when my mother passed away, when mm-hmm. I talked about this all the time, you have people just offering, hey, man, whatever you need, I'm there for you. Right. You know, you but need anything. Really mean it. And, you know, this is at this is at a ceremony or like the day after. Then after that, I haven't talked to these people since my mother passed. It'll be three years mm-hmm. in August. So I always tell people, man, if you're, if you're not ready to be in someone's life, whether it be relationship friendship Mm -hmm. family don't offer that situation because if they didn't ask for it don't offer it only to let somebody down no but but that's my point though like like you have to being around the right people or right individuals cultivates that right you can say yo if you need something i got you and i'm like yo dog like my car is messed up i don't have no way to get to work ah man i don't like you know what i'm saying so 
like you said, you you can't just say those things in relationship. You can't say, "Yo, I got you, I support you," and then I'm telling you, like, "Yeah, I don't want to live anymore. I don't feel like I'm fit to live." And you just like, ah, like you don't have nothing to say. So, yeah, it, I, I would say, you know, to get back to what I was saying is like, "Yo, you have to have that right person," and it's not just in relationship. That's with any type of drink, anything Friends, in life, right? Coworkers, like having that right person allows you to to have that place where you can feel like. I can be upfront and honest for that. But even yeah. getting back to that, so how do you establish, you know, within, like, how do you establish your safe space within relationships, right? Like, do, like how, how do you go about even creating that space where you can be yourself and, and without that? Um. Well, one, you got to learn the person. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think uh, what happens is a lot of people, uh, a lot of people get together for the wrong reasons, man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and, and I mean by, uh, whether it be a financial situation or mm. there's a child involved or, um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, not saying me, but like people get with each other because of a certain status where this person yep. has this type of job. So you have to learn the person that you're with and, you know, you have to make sure that you're compatible, that you mesh. And I don't mean your Zodiac signs. That's not what I mean. Compatible, <laughs> right. What I'm saying is you have to, you know, when things are going good, great. But when the times get rough, that's when you really find out who you are and who the person you're with is going to be uh if you can make it through that type of stuff uh i'm not saying nothing drastic but you know just life-changing events somebody can get injured or whatever situation is you really find out who you're with and it that you know if you can be yourself if you don't have to change yourself like for me i love sports mm-hmm. i like to laugh joke around i didn't have to change who i was when i met when i met arbery like you know what i'm saying she was the exact same way like i would you know we would go i would go watch a game and typically you know typically you know, women go to watch sporting events and they go for the male just say, hey, okay, cool. I'm gonna eat my little flats and, you know, watch <laughs> TV and cheer. But right, like right. my wife, she knew what was going on. Like she knew players. Like, I mean, we just, we had so much in common. I can be myself. I mm-hmm. didn't have to switch up and, you know, hey man, I'm gonna do this. But so right. that's how I knew. Like I can really be my, who, I, who I was around her and it wasn't a problem. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, this, this is gonna work. You know what I'm saying? If you've got to alter who you are, and this goes for men and women, uh, if you got to alter your appearance or who you are to please somebody, man, get away from them. That ain't that ain't it. Cause I'm gonna keep it. I'm just that ain't it. Dude. Don't do it, yo. Don't do it. So I'm speaking to all my sisters out there, man. Listen, if you got to alter your appearance, you know what I'm saying, because of uh, of a male or whoever you're sniffing of them, it's time to move <clears> around. Cause that's that ain't that ain't it, man. If do something for you personally, yeah, not because of somebody else. I think one of the also key points um, to that is I know we always hear conversation like dialogue, communication, communication, communicate, communicate. I I would definitely say that's a a point of it. But I think sometimes you have to ask right for that moment. And I'm going to give you a real life example. This is what happened to me and my wife. So my wife, for those who don't know, um, is West Indian, right? West Indian sent parents from the West Indies. So they have a thing that they call uh, VEX. Like, and so with my wife growing up, her dad established something called no vex moments. So, you know, vex moments means I can express to you like her dad would establish that to, to her and her siblings. Like, hey, this is a moment for you to be honest with dad. And no matter what you say, I can't get upset. So she would say, all right, this is a no vex moment. Right. So that's something she had learned when she was younger. So I remember at one point where she wanted to have a real conversation with me and she said, all right. When I was younger, this is what my dad established, no vex. So I need a no vex moment right now. I'm like, all right, cool. I kind of like the idea. So that one idea from that started where she expressed, 
hey, this is what I, you know, need, blah, blah, blah. I like this, don't like this, this what works, this what doesn't. And I had to take it. And some some of the things were, you know, hard to hear in the moment just because no one likes to hear anything about themselves when it comes to changing anything. Like no one does. So when I first heard, of course, after I got over being defensive, I had to like really sit and think about, okay, this is how you feel. And then I had to look at what part I play in that and how I can change or if it was worth changing on what the situation was. And from that, it became more no vex moments. And so I started, hey, I need a no vex moment. Let, let me just talk to you, holler at you. And I think that established, okay, well, now you can have that. So I would say asking is also something that I don't think we consider all the time because we think that the person is supposed to know, like, hey, I know you need this space to be yourself, right? And and that's not necessarily the case unless you've been with this person for a tenure or amount of time where y'all spend enough time where they kind of read where you're going but no yeah. one can necessarily know off rip oh Irv is having a bad day and he really is going through some things let me give him this safe space right so I think also just asking or just establishing like hey in this moment I may say some things that you may not agree with but I just want to express how I feel and you know as for that I think that has something that has helped me to establish like okay well, you can be in a point where you can say with respect and, and just say how you feel in that moment and have that person just listen intently, not to respond or yeah. to try to combat. Like, nah, I don't agree with that. Where you get that from? So now I don't do anything. Not like that, but just to just sit and listen for it. And I think that was pivotal for us to establish, okay, this is how you should navigate the conversation. So if I had it, something that I really need to talk about, I know that because we established this one rule, I feel like that opened down, opened up more, you know, lines of communication where we can just be upfront. And yeah, it's hard and- to, to, I mean, you're saying being honest is, is cool, but when you actually have to hear things about yourself, sometimes it can be a hard pill to swallow. But as you start to establish the, like you said, knowing that person and, how they move and everything. You can kind of get an idea of how it should go and how that conversation. And that's what I was going to say, man. You can't be afraid to have the tough conversations, man. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be confrontational, man. But in order for you to get better, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me personally, like, you know, I I realized like early on in my marriage, like there were some things that I did not know or I didn't understand how my, why my wife reacted to certain things. Yes. I didn't know. I'm just like, yo, what, like, what is going on? So I had to, you know, I had to sit down and have a conversation like, hey, you know, I need you, you know, what's going on? Talk to me. Yeah, like, what are your triggers? You know what like, what like, triggers you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? And, and then that let me, allowed her to open up to talk about things that mm-hmm. she had dealt with and, you know, whether previous relationships or just in her past, her upbringing, whatever right. situation is. So I had to get a better understanding like, hey, okay, this is how, this is how my wife responds to X, Y, and Z. This is why she responds. Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And if I'm not doing something I'm not supposed to do or, you know, that I'm not doing enough of, I want to hear those things because like I always say, you can't fix, you can't change if you don't allow the other person to make those changes, whatever whatever it is, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, and you have to be willing to, re- to receive that information and do right. something about it. So if you ask somebody, hey, man, you know, what can I do to get better? And they tell you and you still doing the same thing, then or get upset that they telling you, right? (laughs) You know, yeah, you get upset. You ask me my opinion. (laughs) You didn't you didn't want the information. And, you know, I'm saying you're not going to change. That is a defense mechanism. Like, oh, stuff getting rocky. 
what you need. Right. You act like this until you good. That doesn't work. Like you truly, you, you can't be afraid to have the tough conversations. Yeah. Uh, male or female. Um, and you have to be willing to, Hey, I'm going to listen to my significant other or mm-hmm. whoever and take it and apply it. And if I can't deal with it, make move work. around. Yeah. Just, and like, I, just, and yeah. I also understand too, that, um, we, we always hear this thing now that's the new thing because people are more in tune to kind of mental awareness and mental health. We hear this thing about safe space, right? And, you know, everyone wants ideally a safe space where I can be me, 100% me, and I can speak freely without any judgment or, or be able to have that open dialogue for it. So when you, when you think about relationships, right, at mm-hmm. what point should, like, should you try to establish that relationship, right? Like, is it like at the beginning of a relationship? Is it like we didn't been together yeah. two years? Or at what point do we should we try to establish that whole idea of safe space? Right from the beginning. Mm. Right from the beginning. Right off the jump. Because at the end of the day, once again, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people don't put in the necessary time and effort and work in a relationship in the beginning. That's where a lot right. of relationships fail at, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to establish everything from the beginning. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, you know, from a, a woman's perspective, hey, this is what I'm going to tolerate. This is what I'm not going to tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, if you if we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the man, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to tolerate. This is what I'm not going to tolerate. Right. right from the beginning. So there's no questions asked. <laughs> you give that person the opportunity to say, hey, listen, all right, that's reasonable. I can do this. I can do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, versus you waiting two, three years, and then y'all in the car, you just snap <laughs> off like, well, what's wrong with you? Well, I don't like the way you chew candy. It gets, you know what I'm saying? Like, just something just so minor. You right, right, saying? right. It could have been established early. It could have been established you early You know, I only on, I don't mix my clothes up together. I like to separate them. You ain't telling me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I don't like the way that you fold my clothes, or you, I don't like the way you wrap yourself up. It could be yeah, anything, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Establish it from the beginning. That's what in relationship, you know, yeah. well, anything, friendship, you know, set your boundaries in the very beginning, respectfully, yeah. not rule like, hey, I ain't gonna do this, or you gotta have that. You, you, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just come to some common ground, and, and then once again, that goes into learning your partner, man. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what, um, that's what's helped me mm-hmm. early on with our relationship. Like, I, I wanted to know those things. I wanted to know. Hey, if you're having a bad day, what what's some things that make you feel good, or mm, what's some things that piss you off? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, People, right. It as corny, but when you have a genuine intent, I want to know these things, not to take advantage of you, but I want to know how to connect with you when you feel like the world has turned it back on you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? So, right. and vice versa. Like, so yeah, that's so it's interesting that it's interesting that you say establish things from the beginning, right? Now let's let's bring it back to us. Like this is about us, right? This is about us telling what we need and what we expect. You know what we would like for our, for you know our women to know. So let's let's go back into that. So do you think we as men establish what we want from the beginning of relationships? No. And I'll tell you my thoughts on that too. I'm glad you said that. So I'm gonna tell you my part, and then I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off. But I agree, and I think. Well, two years ago, I, I said the same thing, but I'm going to say it again, just in case you're a new listener. I said the same thing. When you think about it, women will tell you up front what they're looking for. Look, I'm looking for a dude that has this, 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 looks this way, blah, blah, blah. They'll give you that list in a heartbeat, all right? They'll tell you they type X, Y, Z. Well, guys, I feel like a lot of times we just, who like us? Hey, I like you too. Like, 
it's it's whatever. And a lot of things I feel like we settle because we think that we can kind of make things work to how we like or ah, I like this, but I don't like that. And we just kind of tolerate it, hoping that at some point it changes. But what we don't do is establish up front. Hey, I'm looking for someone who's career oriented, who is all about family, who likes to do X, Y and Z. We know what they want. And I feel like we try to accommodate that versus flipping it and saying, no, I know what you want. Thank you. Here's also what I want or expect. And I think that's the problem, because if you have somebody who feels a certain way and they not voicing like, look, I don't like you to mix my clothes up and you keep doing it. Like, but you don't say that we just letting it ride. Or, hey, I don't like that you drive the car and you drive it all the way to a get eat when you got to get gas, like fill it halfway. But if we're not establishing that and telling that. I feel like a lot of issues are created then because we're not saying this is what I like. This is what I want until the women bring it up to say, hey, like you need to do X, Y, Z. Then it becomes like a tennis match. All right. You give me something. I'm going to hit something back to you. Will you do this? Will you do that? Yeah. Will you do this? And then now it becomes a tit for tat versus it. If we establish in the beginning, you can kind of understand it more like, oh, I know he don't like X, Y and Z. And if that's something you can live with and you're OK, now you have the tools where they can make the necessary choices of if this is going to work or is it not. But I do feel like we do ourselves a disservice by not expressing that and saying up top, we like, ah, she kind of six foot. I really would like somebody like five, five, but yeah, all right. Like it's all right. But, but you, you know why that is, man. And, and here's the thing, bro. Like I'm not speaking for all men, but I'm going to just speak for, for you. Genuine... For, just go ahead. Just, just what you from your, from your well, perspective. No, I, I, so I'm a little different. So I kind of, so I did kind of establish like I said earlier, like in the beginning, the things that, you know, that I would look for and we, okay. cause it goes back to having conversations to, to learning the person that you're dealing with. Right. But most guys be excited cause, uh, uh women said yes. Hey, Hey man, cause it's kind of hard for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you, you know, six, eight, whatever situation, you know, I'm just keeping, I'm just keeping, just keeping, I'm just keeping it a hundred, man. Listen, for yourself, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Listen, listen, ladies, you know what I'm saying? You may not know this man, but, Sometimes maybe the, the man you with right now is happy and thankful that you said yes and gave him the opportunity to take you out because he didn't realize that you were going to say yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men will say, Hey, man, yo, I knew from the jump. She was going to, no, you didn't. You know what I'm saying? You were thankful. <laughs> you had opportunity. So when you go into a situation like that, it's like, all right, I got her. Now what? Now what do I do? You know what I'm saying? So you, you have to, you have to have a game plan, fellas. You have to have a game plan before you go into any battle, any situation, because you know you you never know. You get the opportunity that you were looking for. Now what? Now what do you do? You know what I'm saying? You can't wait two years down the line and say, "Hey, you know what, man? I don't like the fact that you don't do this. You don't do that." No, you have to put this out in the beginning because once again, you have to give that person the opportunity to change or fix whatever the issue is. And um, instead of men being mm -hmm. vocal. They hold it in. We hold it in. Now we become angry. The slightest little thing comes out. She can say, hey, you left the TV on. What you mean I left the TV on? Da, 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 da. And then it's just, just spirals out of control, man. So yeah. you got to. I think we definitely, I can even speak from my own experiences that I have been in a situation where I haven't voiced what I like or dislike. I just kind of, eh. like you said, sometimes you get in the groove and things are good. Like, I like her. She's cool. We spend time. Everything's good. Like. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you don't try to dig a little bit deeper. But I think that's what happens when you get to the point where you're deciding 
is this person worth me taking to the next level of a serious relationship and marriage? So I feel like once you in that mindset, at least for me, my mindset, when I was getting to the point, like, okay, establishing what I wanted in the wife, I literally had a list. Like, does my soon to be wife check off these things that I am expecting or need? Okay. Yep. She does that. Ah, I don't really like that, but okay. She does do this. And I had to weigh it myself because I look at marriage as something serious, right? It's like, you know, like this is it. This is your one shot. So I want to make sure that I'm clear and concise in what I want, what I can tolerate, what I expect. You know, am I going, is this person going to be compatible? Are they going to like kids? Like all these different things. And I think once you start to weigh those things, you can see a little more clear. Like, mm, she don't want to have kids. And I know I want to have a five kids. Like, it's probably not going to be the best situation. Like, ah, right. maybe she'll change her mind. But what we do is say, ah, I'm okay. Like, I don't want to have no kids. And you know she want to have seven kids. Like, it's already an issue. But, you know, sometimes we feel like we can change or things are going to change. But I think that just creates bigger problems. You got to do, do the work, fellas. You got to do your homework um, on whatever situation is you have to, man. Because if you don't, then once again, you know, you're not giving, you're not giving her the opportunity to give you the things that you want because you're not yeah. saying anything. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? So if you do your homework, do your research first, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we all know, you know, for us men, men know within the first time of meeting uh, yes. a, a, a woman, what his ideas, what his plans are uh, yep. for her situation. So anybody that tells you, Hey man, I, I didn't know it took me forever to no, no, no. He, so you, lying. so you knew that you were going to marry your wife. So I didn't know initially, right? I knew that you knew you wanted to I, marry her though. I knew that she was someone that I wanted to be with. Then okay. I'm talking about just like, this is stages, right? Okay, yeah. cool. So, you know, I, it was all mapped out. All right, cool. Just, I'm just, <laughs> because honest. I had been, I had been in some situations. I'm like, man, I'm just tired. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, women, fellas get tired too. Okay. I'm just, I'm burnt. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired out. Like, I can't I'm, do I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm tired of doing X, Y, and Z, getting the same results. So what do I need to do to change to get some better results? So, uh, within the first couple of weeks of, you know, uh, beating my, you know, my wife or before she was my wife and just seeing how things were going. And then you like, say so you map it out. You can tell, Hey, is this something or someone that I want to be with and spend a long time with? And the answer to that was yes. There's no question. What are you waiting around for? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I'm just, I'm getting old, man. I don't have time for that anymore. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want it. Like I know I sound real old, but I'm not. But I'm just saying, man. I'm just tired, man. I just I'm tired of the. I ain't want to get to know nobody no more. Like yo, like for real. I found someone who's compatible and I can get along, and it's a great situation. So I'm, right. I'm good, man. Kudos, kudos to you and the stuff? wife. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do your research, fellas. It'll save you in the long run. Okay? So with every, with so everything we have going on, right? You know, now we have a huge expectation for men. You know, to be, you know, with our families to be the provider and you know you gotta be the one to make sure you're the leader with everything that we are expected to have to be a hold of and be the the forefront of do you feel like we are getting enough mental and emotional support uh from the general masses no okay so you know the the outside world perception no we do not get enough support mentally or anything like that but i can speak for me personally um that i don't i don't have that issue right um i feel like you know when 
when things are going wrong or things are going bad and I need like something or someone to lean on, I know I can always count on my wife, right? Um, so therefore the whole being a provider, being a leader, it's not a task, it's not a burden. I want to go out and do these things. I want to go out and provide for my wife and for my children because the things that I ask for, the things that I need, she does that without question. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when you have that support, you, you know, you'll do anything for the people that you care about and that you love. And that's exactly so my situation. So do you do so. the things that you do as far as being, you know, the head of household and, you know, provider, do you do that because you want to do it or you feel like you're, ex you're expected to do it because you're the man? No, I do it because I, I want to do it. I don't feel like there's no expectation because at the end of the day, if something was falling off, my wife is like, hey, what you stressing for? That's why we a team. I got it. Or we, you know what I'm saying? And not saying like financial, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just dealing with stress. What you stressing for? I got it. We all right. We good. You good. I'm good. So that's what I'm saying. So when you have that, you don't think of it as it being a task or being a job anymore. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I want to make sure that you know that I appreciate everything that you have done for me or doing for me. You know, I have two two lovely daughters, you know what I'm saying? And I, I see what you do every day. I want to do those things to let you know that you appreciate it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it's, um, I don't feel like it's expected. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my wife is very strong, very independent. And so if she needed to do X, Y, and Z, she could, you know, she could very well do it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, so I don't have that, that, that pressure, <laughs> I guess. So I know it's kind of weird, but. When, when I sit there and think about it, like, yeah, I don't, it's not really expected. I do those things and it comes natural for me. So, well, yeah, I know it's just the, the expectation now that, you know, that is the idea that men are supposed to be the providers. And now, I've had those situations. Yeah, we, those situations we hear those before. all the time, but I, I can, from from the, the general consensus of it, I would definitely say no, the, the support is not there, you know, mentally and, and, and emotionally because. It is a lot you have to go through, you know, as one being black and then being a black man and being a father and a husband. It's a lot you have to go through. And it's a lot that we deal with on a regular basis that we don't even talk about because, right. again, the expectation is you're a man. You have to be tough. You can't cry. You can't show emotion. You can't have bad days where, you know, you're, you're sad about something. You have to always go, go, go. And when I was thinking about, you know, the topic of it, one of the movies, and I know you would get this reference because you're a movie guy, but if you remember the movie, John Q, mm -hmm. great movie, but you remember the last call that the wife had to him when they were like, we're taking him off. Like he got to go. They ain't cut check. Ain't cut. Like we can't do it. He got to go. The last call the wife said is John you need to do, do something. something. That instant, everything changed. And it made me see, like, in that moment, it wasn't like, oh, maybe it was, it had to get done. And mm -hmm. it just showed, like, the, what he was willing to do or the level he was willing to take it to because he understood of who he was, right? I have to do this. It, it wasn't yeah. like, ah, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to talk. Like, he went into action like this is what's going to happen. Like, that was it. But to your point, that's the expectation for you know in the if you pay attention not saying you but if you pay attention to the beginning of the movie up until you know his son goes to the hospital that's sort of the expectation that or the environment that he created for his family like, hey, yes i'm the superhero of course i'm going to do x y and z so when you when your wife you know trust you to hey listen you i've seen you work miracles i need you to do something so I don't feel like it was like, you know, like, hey, like you better do somewhere else. I no, feel like I, I'm not hey. saying that it was no, bad know, what she did. I'm just saying people... that if you're, 
understanding that like a man is going to see that may see that different than someone than a woman may see that right in that moment yeah absolutely right because they're thinking like all right you got to go do whatever and we're thinking the most extreme all we're thinking is i have to make things happen which shows you we process information it's like i know i have to do this which is why mm-hmm. you see people go out and do things like look and the first thing they say look i'm trying to feed my family like i got to do right I, I ain't want to rob you, dude, but t- times is hard. And this is my only thing I can think of, you know, right. and, and we see that so many times. And I can agree with you. I don't face that where I feel like, oh, man, I got to, you know, provide and make sure I got to do this, this and this. I got to shoot it. Like, not only that, I got somebody who's going who's gonna to rock with me, who can go out there and get it out the mud. That's all she knows. But for me, I wanted those things because a family was what I always wanted. And I also understand that life is hard and challenging. My whole mindset was, why does both of us have to be stressed? Like, why do we both have to be working and being stressed about that? Let me, let me, let me hold that. Let me put that on my shoulder and I'm going to take that burden. And, you know, and it's not that, you know, I don't feel like my wife is capable. It's like, yo, some things you want to do. But I do see now there's a huge rift because a lot of women are saying, look, I'm looking for somebody to be that provider who's going to take control of the household and I don't have to work. Not every man is going to be willing to do that if that's not what your intentions are, your goals or your background or whatever. And that's why I feel like the conversation has to start of saying, this is what I'm expecting. And if you know, I'm not that guy who's going to pay everything. I'm a 50 50 type person, which if that's your thing, cool. But again, it goes back to being with the right person. If you Mm -hmm. know that your person is like, cool, I'm I'm cool. 50 50. Cool. Split down the middle, put our money in the checking account. Take our bills out. You got your money. I got mine. No problem. By not establishing that, I feel like it just makes it harder. You heard me talk about two years ago about when me and my wife first got married and we had separate accounts. I ain't know nothing about marriage. I ain't know nothing about finances whenever it comes to putting things together. I ain't know nothing about that. I was just being selfish. I want to keep my money. You got your money. And I had a point where I was a little low on money and I was like, hey, let me just shoot my shot. Hey, wife of mine is newlywed. Uh, need a couple dollars And I'm trying to be so selfish and stingy She's sitting on a couple G's And she's like look we could have easily had this But you wanted to kind of do your own thing And it made me see that Not having the conversation earlier I messed up that whole thing But luckily once I understood Look just talk about things up front It may be tough You, She may make more money than you And whatever situation But having that conversation is important because now you can establish where things are. And now yeah. you give people options to decide on how I need to move, what's going to happen and all those different things. Yeah. I just, like you said, man, you got it. You have to do the, you have to ask questions in the beginning. You have to make those boundaries right up front and be clear. That way, you know, Hey, listen, if the person's willing to do that or rock with you, cool. Mm-hmm. If not, then you don't waste your time. To the left, one, to the left. That's one thing you can't get back is time. We talked about it um, on the things of what are you willing to sacrifice? You know what I'm saying? The biggest one that I've sacrificed, like I said all the time, time, is, time is time. You're undefeated. You, you're never going to outrun it. You're never going to be able to bottle time up. It's always moving. You know get what I'm you. saying? So Get you every single time. Get, 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 you. Get, get the best out of your situations and, and give people the opportunity in the beginning. Yeah. It's nothing worse than coming up and bringing up something from five years ago. <laughs> we could we could have talked about it then. You wait five years to tell me you've been harboring this emotion for five years. Like we could have been fixed this. We could have went to counseling and everything. 
I don't want to hear it at that point. Like, if you've been sitting on it for five years, sit on it another five years. But, sit on another five But it happens every day. It happens it every day. So now that we know or we had an idea that we don't feel like, from the from the general consensus and the masses, that we're not supported, you know, when it comes to emotionally and uh, mentally, how can we change that, right? Like, how, how do we change that narrative or just that idea? Or, or can we? I don't think we can. Um, I think it's just really? it's just been. I think it's just something that's been going on for for centuries. That this is how uh, the male is supposed to be, right? right? I'm not being funny. So <laughs> no. what you have to do is you have to find that person or a group of people, individuals that don't think like the machine, that think like how you know how everybody else thinks. And you'll you'll get the support. You'll get what you need out of those people. And that's who you're meant to be around, whether it be friends, family, coworkers, you know, significant others. That's what you should concentrate on. Cause trying to change the whole world perception, it's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just because I'm black doesn't mean, you know, I, I rap or I got a, a dope jump shot or whatever situation, you know what I'm saying? So it's just stuff that's this just already ingrained in the human being's mind. Like, hey, this is how you're supposed to be. So you can't change it. Don't stress yourself trying to change it. Just find the right people to where it aligns with what you want to do. Because if not, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And once again, I mentioned earlier, you're too old to be doing that, man. I just need to, you know. No, I, I definitely it. don't feel like you can change it for the masses for it. But I, I think we have to, to be living proof of the things that we want and say, like, you have to be that example within yourself. Right. Like you can't speak, oh, I want to have an open you know, dialogue, conversation, or somebody who's going to be that if you're not that to your significant other or your spouse or whatever the case may be. So I feel like you have to be that change that you want. And I I can say a lot of these things may or may not apply to me, but I've tried to find my lane and where I operate and what works for me. And I feel like once you kind of find what you want and and how it looks and, and what that is, establish that first. Because if you try to follow a blueprint, oh, man, Irv did his joint this way when he got married. So I'm going to just follow that and make that work. You know, my marriage should be like that. And now you're looking like it's supposed to be this way and it don't work. That ain't your blueprint. And so you got to find your own space. So be that change that you expect, you know, that you want, you know, because that way you know that I am doing the thing so you can attract that. If you out here being nasty to everybody, ain't nobody going to sit there and want to be cool with you and have conversation and build nothing with you. Like you got to, yeah, (laughs) nobody wants to do that. So you have to establish that off rip. So as we bring this to a close, right? Mm -hmm. So there may be women out there listening because a lot of times we don't really express how we feel, what we have to say, right? There may be women out there listening and they just trying to get insight. So, what do we tell, you know, what would you tell the women out there that may be listening? If they're, they're looking to find that significant other or find that life partner or, you know, find someone that they can build a life with, what would you leave them with today? Uh, I'm going to leave you with a couple of things, all right? Let's um, get it. First and foremost, uh, ladies, women out there, we are, men are very simple, okay? <laughs> you, I need you to understand that, okay? We, we are very simple. Yeah. It doesn't take much to uh, to please us, uh, whatever situation is. And now we do have some uh, some some high class brothers out there. But what I'm saying is, the average guy, we're very simple. We need somebody we can trust, um, be vocal, be vulnerable with, without judgment. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, you, you got to always be able to be receptive to information um, as far as like, you know, hey, if, if a man is coming to you with concerns, legit concerns, don't get defensive. Mm-hmm. Listen to it, apply it. As long as it's not disrespectful, hey, that he took an opportunity to express what he felt. So just, you know, uh, continue to be great listeners. And like I said, you know, women, especially black women, um, you know, y'all are already super superheroes. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing in the world uh, in, 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 in the universe that y'all can't do or y'all haven't done already. So this is an easy task. You know what I'm saying? Hey, just, you know, be open-minded. Yeah. You know, we're very simple. And, you know, you'll be surprised the results you get out of, you know, your man or the person you're looking for if you just follow those simple rules. Hey, yes, sir. keep it simple, open and receptive, mm-hmm. and know your worth. And, 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 and the same standards you have for yourself, have that for the man that you're with in your life. And trust me, things go way smoother. Yes. So, Definitely. That's what I got. Shout out, shout out. Definitely, I I, I agree uh, with a lot of things you saying. But again, to add, first of all, don't believe the hype, and that's on both parties, right? Don't believe the hype that you know all men are this way, all women do this, black women, blah blah blah. Find your own truth. Find out what it is for you. If you're looking to take your relationship or whatever to the next level, or you're looking to build a closer bond. Or, you know, build a stronger relationship within your 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 situation. Be open to dialogue and have conversation. I know we talk about that. We hear that all the time. Communication. But communicating is really the only way you're going to really establish anything. So be intentional about your, your conversations, about what you want. Be vocal about that. Keep your standards, right? Don't settle for something. If a dude is out of your league and you know he ain't going to ever be who you want him to be or whatever don't think that you can fix this person and change to that like be intentional about what you want and then versus coming down let somebody come up to the standard that you have set it's much easier heel to climb when you have someone coming up to you versus you stepping down to hand that down so find your own lane find your situation believe what you believe for you and more importantly just believe yourself, trust yourself, invest in yourself. It's not always about relationships are perfect and all that. When it's your time, it's your time. Nothing or any situation can stop something that's supposed to happen. If they're for you, God got it for you. Can't nobody mess it up. Nothing can mess that situation up. So just trust that. Make sure you love yourself. That's all I got to say. Okay. We still love y'all, Black Queens. We just had to tell y'all, you know, a little, little inside, a little inside, yeah, what's man. going on. Just keep it simple. <laughs> and now the time has come for my absolute favorite part of the show to, to tell us why you mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why. So, Irv, you know, it's it's the summertime. And, you know, in the summertime, it's a great time, right? You get time to chill with your family. Y'all can do vacations. And, you know, you got more time to establish and do things with your kids. And it's a great time, right? Something that's really bothering me right now. These kids clearly don't care about how much money food costs. With, and they don't give nothing about that. I mean, they don't give two nothings about the cost of food. Not only that. Not they not eating one snack a day. They eating three, four, five snacks a day. I'm like, what happened to the school stomach? I need that stomach because this summertime nah, stomach, y'all home. eating four <laughs> snacks. You eating, you drinking three Capri Suns. You eating every hour on the hour. 
Then you trying to get double meals for that. Then you up at one o'clock and oh, I'm playing the game. Let me go get a snack. I'm like, dog, I love my kids to death, but this spending two fifty and all these extra hundred dollars every week or every two weeks for some food is getting ridiculous. They gonna have to get a job or something. I'm just saying, they gonna have to get hey, a lawnmower hey. or something. This is ridiculous. That's that's the part of the summer, man. You know, nah, kids. I'm just saying, what what where happened to the school stomachs? Where is that stomach at? When you only eat your breakfast at like seven, eight o'clock, and then you get your well, lunch look, at like eleven. That's that's why when they come home, or well, the first thing they do when they get in the car is ask, can they get something to eat? Because they be starving, they can't go home. So, I get it. I'm with you on that. You it's know what I'm it's so. it's ridiculous. And, and I love my niece and nephews. You know, I get my niece and nephews for the summer, but. I tried to, you know, make this summer different so they can enjoy things and I ain't giving them the whole menu and items and everything. I, I'm going back to that because I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm to have to get a second job to feed these kids. I'm like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, I know I just bought food last week. How am I buying food three, four days later? Like, I <laughs> ain't no cereal in here. I'm like, dog, how, how you got empty boxes of cereal? We got five boxes of cereal. You, they gone in four days? Hey, look, I, I, what are you I, drinking, I, look, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I just, hey, man, eat it till it's gone. When it's gone, you're going to have to wait till I replace it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> this is ridiculous, um, man. But before, before we get out of here, though, yes, I, I, I want to I say something real quick. Um, and I meant to mention earlier. So I want to stress to the listeners out there the importance of uh, voting. Okay? Yes, sir. Um, I'm not going to get to two specifics. You know, if you've been anywhere the last couple of days, you know what just took place. Um, as far as, you know, um, you know, women's rights and stuff like that. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not advocating promoting either way. But however, we should not be in control of tell someone what they do with their body. Right. Yes. And I'm going back to say for all the people out there to say voting doesn't matter, doesn't care. This is the result of what you get. OK, because you have people in positions of power that need to be voted out, whatever yep. situation. So I just want to I just want to mention that. So uh, for the people out there to say, hey, vote don't matter, the, you're the reason why stuff like this keeps happening. So, you know, to get out, educate yourself. We need to put people in the right places to make sure that things like this doesn't happen again. Because here's the thing, if they were, can overturn something like that, what else can be overturned so easily? Nobody cares until it starts affecting you. So I have sisters, I have a wife, I have, you know, I have little girls. Um, you know, I have aunts, a lot of female friends, yeah. you know, women, friends, aunts, you know, aunties or whoever. I'm just saying, you know, my thoughts and prayers are for, for, you know, for women out there and we need to make a difference. That's all I got to say. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. It's, it's on my heart. No, no. Don't apologize, man. If we don't speak on it, you know what I'm saying? It don't get exposed. So it's definitely important that we understand to see beyond ourselves, but like you said, there's a lot of people out there going through a lot of things, and we have to make sure we're standing there in solidarity with them. Get out, rock these vote. If you don't know, there's campaigns everywhere. They send out text messages. We have Google. You can research yep. the candidates. You can find out what's going on. We definitely understand that change is within us. We can be the change that we want. We and definitely. We, listen, we are the People's Podcast. So if you have any questions or need, hey, listen, you don't want to. <laughs> Send us a DM. Hey, man, I got the situation going on. What kind of resources can can I look up? We'll send you some ASAP. Man. This is why we're here. This we wouldn't. I can't sit up here and call ourselves the People Podcast. We're not for the people. We're not speaking out when things are wrong and, and stuff. Right now, I just I pray. I pray every day. Okay, so that's all I'm gonna say, man. Just yes, get yes. Out there and vote. Bring awareness, man. Thank you for that. Definitely, we appreciate y'all for tuning in, checking Absolutely. us out. 
Get out there, rock that vote, see what's going on. Know what's going on within your city, within your state. Pay attention to what's going on. A lot of things are trying to be swept under the rug and trying to get blindsided us, but make sure you pay attention to what's going on. We're always here to support. We love y'all. Thank y'all. But remember, Absolutely. when I talk, you talk, we talk. That's that free talk right here at People's Podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>